This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by, yet again, my dumb ass. Let's hope you like it. <laughs> Let's get to the show. Hey, did I ever tell you guys the story of how I bit a guy in a street fight? Yeah, nah, true story, true story. In a real serious ass street fight with a gangster who shot somebody in the head. I got into a street fight with them, and I bit them. Here's how it went. <laughs> I'll do anything to win a fight, by the way. Don't, I ain't that guy who won't kick you in the nuts. In fact, I aim for the nuts. I had nuts in my first place. Nuts, eyes, and throat are the first places I'm going for, and I will use my teeth. I don't give a fuck. I'll bite you wherever I can. I, don't, I know you're like, you can't bite me in the eye. I'll pull an eyelash. I'll pull a fucking eyelash. Anyways, here's how it went down. Now, this happened many, many years ago. It's been a long time since I've been in a fold fisticuffs. So this one happened, I'd say, at least 15 years ago. So a long time ago. Um, Of course, it happened when we were young, too, because, you know, at the end of the day, it was over a girl. And I hate that it was over a girl. But anyways... Me and a friend of mine uh, were young, dumb, running wild in the streets. And um, there was this girl who uh, we met at a club. And, you know, the dude that it was my friend, he knew her from a long time. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, yeah, I think she's feeling you. And so I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go and talk to her. And sure enough, she was into me. And uh, things were were going fine. You know what I mean? We were talking. And uh, the relationship started to blossom. We started to, you know, mess around with each other. Things were good. Um, and so what I didn't know was that behind my back, the dude who was my friend, he uh started hitting on the girl that I was talking to because he felt that, you know, for whatever reason that she would mess with him because, you know, like this guy honestly, this guy was, you know, cool. He was a cool motherfucker. He had money, he had cars, he had a house, he had everything that you could want. And we were very young. I'm talking I was 23 years old. So I was like 23 years old hanging out with a guy who owns his own house, has a car, and has money. And we all we did was party. I was 23, man. All we did was party. And uh, we bang bitches and party. And I, as much as people think I fuck a lot of girls, I don't. But uh, me and this girl, we were messing around, whatever. So he starts hitting on her, and he's going hard in the paint. And I do not know any of this as it's going on. And so uh, we go to a party. We go to a hall party. And at this hall party, uh, the girl is there. And he did some, man, he did some foul shit, yo. So what this guy did was he tried really hard to get with her and she turned him down. So then this guy decided to uh, ask me for my cell phone. 
Now, this is way back in the day, guys. So we're talking, you know, 23, uh, 15 years ago. So our phones didn't have, you know, email and shit or anything like that. It was just your cell phone. You know what I mean? Remember back when you had a flip phone? Those were the good days. And you just had to hang up on a motherfucker like, click. That was good times. So we were at a hall party. And my friend uh, asked me to borrow my cell phone. You know, I'm not thinking no big deal of it. I give him my cell phone. He takes my cell phone and he goes to find the girl that I was talking to and decides to start showing her all of the text messages in my phone to show her that I'm talking to other women. Now, before you guys scream, you're a piece of shit, douchebag, Sterling. Uh, me and this girl were not in a committed relationship. It was, you know what I'm saying? We were fucking. That's all it was. We were just fucking. But, like, uh, there was no strings attached. There was no commitment required. In fact, uh, she had uh, a guy on the side herself who was her baby father, who they still slept together. And so... I wasn't a piece of shit uh, at that time. Not saying I haven't done it before, but at this time, I was not a piece of shit. So he starts showing her, thinking that she's going to see that I'm talking to another girl and that she's going to stop fucking with me and start fucking with him. Instead, uh, she uh, pretends to be surprised because she was like she knew the situation and then kind of just brushed it off. And I now come outside to find her outside. And he went back inside to find me to give me the phone. So we're outside and she's talking to me. And uh, she's telling me what was going on. She's like, yo, uh, your boy has your cell phone. And he's showing me all the text messages in your phone of some other girl you slept with. And I was like shocked like look i have always been about the the guy code you know what i mean like you you don't try to fuck another man's girl uh you don't uh you know tell his girlfriend if he's cheating you don't uh air out a next man's business that's how i always was you know what i mean when you grew up that's the that was just the common guy code rules you know you keep guy business with the guys that's it so i was blown away in shock because this is somebody who i rolled with like i hung out with this dude on a regular basis like every fucking day so i i had never had this kind of betrayal and before i could even process or even figure out how to deal with this shit emotionally here comes my boy with my cell phone in his hand he sees me talking to her and he loses it like he just loses it and he just starts calling me a bitch just being like you a bitch you a bitch i can't fucking believe you what are you doing talking to this girl and i'm like what are you talking about like wh wh what do you mean why am i talking to this girl i've always been talking to this girl i don't understand what you're saying and he just kept yelling, you a bitch, you a bitch. And then he um, takes my cell phone and he whips it into the streets. Now, this is again 15 years ago. Cell phones were more sturdy back then. You know, remember back in the days when you used to 
have like the Nokia phones that you could damn near take a bullet with and that bitch still turn on. So this was a uh, Motorola flip phone so the, with a case on it. So the most that would happen was it would have a few scratches. And uh, so he throws this phone into the streets. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he runs up into my face like, what you going to do about it? What the fuck you going to do about it? Now, you have to understand, like, for me, if you're my friend, if I consider you my boy, uh, I believe friends are allowed to argue. I believe friends are even allowed to fight. If they're your real friends and they're real boys and you have a disagreement, you can always come back to the table. So, you know, he gets up in my face, but I realize, one, he's drunk. Uh, I didn't know he's drunk because I was drunk and we've been drinking together for a long time uh, for that day. Like that day we was getting it in, especially at that hall party. So I know he's drunk, uh, but I'm just trying to understand why is he calling me a bitch and why did he throw my phone? Like, why are you upset? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is he upset at me? And um, the girl uh, who I was talking to, who he showed uh, my text message to, was like, what's your problem, man? Why are you, uh, you know, screaming at him? He didn't even do anything. And he turns around and he just starts calling her a bitch. He just like, you bitch, you bitch. And then he spits on her. And so he spits on her and I step in between and I'm like, you know, hey, yo, enough's enough, dude. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, what are you doing, dog? And he uh, shoved me and then he turned sideways to throw a punch. But again, he was drunk. So when he turned sideways to throw the punch, because he's left-handed, so, like, he's so drunk, he's literally setting up the punch, telegraphing everything that he's going to do. Like, he turned, set his feet, but my daddy always taught me, don't stand there and wait for a motherfucker to hit you. Once you know that the intent is there, knock a motherfucker out. And so he sets up to throw this left-handed punch, you know what I mean? And uh, black people, we got to stop doing the dumb shit where we talk a lot before we punch or we talk shit before we fight because you go get punched in the face by a lot of other people, which is what happened here. Because as he was setting up to punch, he's talking shit. I'm not waiting for nothing. I'm right-handed. He has to turn to get to his left-handed position to set up the punch. I crack back, and I swang with everything in me, and I connected, and I knocked this motherfucker out. And I mean clean. One hit rang his bell, he was out. He was so unconscious that he was holding on to the front of my shirt to stand up. And uh, so he's passed out, holding on to the front of my shirt. Friends of his, who are not friends of mine, saw me knock him out, and they rushed me and grabbed my hands and put it behind my back. So they're holding my hands behind my back waiting for him to wake up so he could start wailing on me. So they're holding my hands behind my back, and I'm like, let me go, let me go, let me go. And they're not letting go. They want him to fuck me up. And um, he wakes up, and uh, he sees the situation, and he, you know, grabs the front of my shirt again, and uh, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do if this guy fucking connects like this? I'm done for. And he made the big mistake of being too arrogant with the situation because what he did was he wanted that maximum swing. So he grabbed the front of my shirt and he leaned in 
to then pull back so that he could fucking come forward. And when he leaned in, I opened my mouth and with everything I had in me, I latched onto his face and I bit him in my, his face with everything I had because I couldn't use my hands. And so I'm biting him with everything. I mean, I'm digging into flesh. I'm feeling blood trickling down into my mouth. But I'm like, if I let go, he's going to start punching me in the fucking face. So I'm like, nah, dog, I ain't letting go. And the thing about when you bite somebody in the face, they're not able to get the distance to punch you. So his friends now don't see that my teeth are locked into his face. All they see is that he's close enough and they let go of my hands just enough. So they let go of my hands. I'm still holding into his face. He's using his hands now to try to pull my head off of his head. I'm hanging on for dear life like a cowboy riding a bull. I was holding on to his face with my teeth. And then finally, I realized, oh, my hands are free. I could use these again. So what I did was I spit out the flesh from his my mouth. Like literally, there's like blood and everything coming out of my mouth. I spit it out and then he backed up. I cracked back. Boom. I dropped him the second time. And then everybody rushed in and stopped the fight. And uh, they uh, took me home because, you know, this guy has a reputation of shooting people. <laughs> and so they didn't really want to see that kind of shit happen. I guess it's weird because like people didn't want to see me get shot, but they wanted to see me get beat up, which I never understood. But it is what it is. So the next day, uh, we didn't talk. We didn't talk again for a very long time. And then the girl called me and told me the whole story of that he wasn't just trying that night, that he was trying for a long time to get with her and that she never liked him and that she he would only call her and tell her how terrible of a person I was and that she should be with him. And that was the first time I ever dealt with uh, jealousy and actually getting into a fight over a girl. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm like a six and a half, maybe a seven. And uh, you know what I mean? Eight with personality and nine if I get rich. But, like, I I was never the guy that girls wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the guy that when girls came into the club, they were like, ooh, I'm fucking that guy. I'm the guy that girls ended up fucking because I made them laugh so hard their panties fell off. You know what I'm saying? I've had a lot of sex where they were like, ha, 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 how the fuck did I end up fucking you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was never the object of desire at such a level where I'd be in a fight with a guy over a girl. And as much as it wasn't me wanting to fight over the girl, I had to defend myself. And at the end of the day, I did get into a fist fight over a girl. And so since that day, I always keep my relationships to myself. I'm very, 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 very private about my relationships uh, because I find that when you uh, keep your relationship private, you keep it happy. And uh, all the relationships I've had that have gone south have been ones that were public. And I feel like uh, the reason why that happens is when 
you put this title of relationship, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, dating, husband, wife, whatever title you put, you bring along the expectations of that title and you place it on that person. But the problem is that your expectations are different from what that person's expectations are of themselves in that relationship and title. And a lot of us, because we cut walk into relationships expecting shit, we end up losing it. And a lot of my relationships were lost, uh, not for cheating, but for the expectations that were set. So if there's anything I took from that, it's keep your relationships to yourself. Try your best to not fight over girls. And uh, I'm single. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know. But anyways, that's uh, that's the time that I bit somebody in a street fight. Anyways, there's so much going on, man. Uh, this week, I uh, I was contacted by some amazing people from a film studio. I don't remember if I told you guys this last week, but I got contacted to do uh, to pitch some TV shows. It turns out that my performance at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival was seen by some senior executives of a production company. And they hit me up and they were like, yo, Sterling, we love what you do. Do you have any TV show ideas? I'm the head of development and we would love to hear your ideas and hopefully produce a show with you. Um, Now, fortunately, I had a couple TV shows where I had what they call in the industry a log line, a summary, and a one page. So what that is is a log line is one sentence that describes your show. The summary is one paragraph that talks about what the show is about. And a one-page is a one-page write-up where you talk about how the entire series will begin, middle, and end. So I had that for three TV shows, and I pitched them. And uh, two of them got rejected, but the third one, they feel it has some legs. So fingers crossed, uh, it got moved into the next level, which is where they uh, is basically where they just ask more questions and ask for more things until you finally have to provide what we call a pitch deck, which is where you provide uh, a Bible. Uh, For those of you who don't know, let me explain what a Bible is. A a series Bible is like the breakdown of what the show is about, how it's going to be run, and the guidelines, basically the framework, the foundation of what the show is always going to be about um, and how it's going to be done and who the characters are, blah, blah, blah. Um, And once you have all of that, that's when you now move into the next stage of either uh, filming a pilot Oh, sorry, sorry, I left out one. You got to have your Bible, your uh, your Bible, one a one script, so a script for your pilot, at least one, and of your character descriptions, uh, as well as your log line, which is your log line and summary, which I said earlier. So once you have that, uh, typically from there, uh, companies will then either pitch that to a company like you know cbc or comedy network or netflix and they will either buy it off of that or they will give you enough money to produce a pilot episode 
uh, pilot episode is the first episode that uh, you watch whenever you see a new TV show. That first episode is the pilot that they had to sell the entire idea on. And um, so uh, if I get through this next stage, then uh, we'll move into the next stage, which is the pitch deck and the one-page script. And not the one-page, <laughs> the one-page and a script. So if I get to that level, then the, the production company will then be like, okay, we're going to shop this around and try to sell this. So, um, you know, fingers crossed on that. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But that's a great contact to have. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully something pans out. I got nothing but time on my hands now. So um, I will definitely try my best. And hopefully, yo, could you guys imagine my dedicated my dedicated 40 could you imagine if i end up getting a fucking tv show and all the bandwagon motherfuckers that'll be jumping on acting like they got love for me let me tell you something my dedicated 40 and i know who you are and i know who you are because you motherfuckers email me text me in fact i do want to say uh i got my first email i got my very first email to the comedy reject podcast uh shout out to that dedicated 40 member i love how you guys even write dedicated 56 dedicated 40 i love that you guys <laughs> know that we had a drop off but let me tell you man whenever shit pops off with me and of course people will jump on just because of the fame and shit when i say my dedicated 40 Yo, you guys can't be replaced, man. Y'all cannot be replaced. The dedicated 40 will always be the dedicated 40. And there's lots of times when I want to quit doing the podcast. But I see that my dedicated numbers just keep coming back. Like, you guys just keep fucking coming back. And as long as y'all fuck with me. It's like I said, man, like until the day my views go down to, I think I'll stop at four, four. Once I get to only four listeners for a month, then I'll quit. But uh, until that day, uh, my dedicated 40, I will not leave because uh, you guys keep me fucking fueled. And imagine how dope it'll be when shit pops off and everybody's trying to act like they got love. That the dedicated 40, no matter what happens for the rest of my career, will always be the dedicated 40. And I promise you guys, I will never, ever, 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 ever replace the dedicated 40. So anyways, that's uh, high hopes for the future. Uh, but also, just showing that uh, rejection is, 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 you have to accept rejection in this comedy game. And it's funny that my podcast is called The Comedy Reject because... Uh, <laughs> The amount of times I've been rejected for TV shows is whew, a lot and counting. But the one thing I do want people to know is that with chasing your dream, you have unlimited times to strike out and you only need one hit. So the only way you actually lose is when you choose to stop swinging. So keep swinging, motherfuckers. Keep swinging. And I say that because I pitched for a grant. I told you guys this back in October. I pitched for a grant, um, and I got rejected for that today. Uh, <laughs> the rejections are just common, common with me. But 
with every darkness, there is some sunlight. So uh, there was another group of individuals called the Comedy Players Club, and they pitched for the same $10,000 grant that I pitched for, and they got it. And they pitched it saying that they were going to have a mentor by the name of Sterling Scott to take them and teach them comedy and take them on a cross-Canada tour. So when COVID is uh, done and we're allowed to go back outside, uh, me and the Comedy Players Club are going to plan a cross-Canada tour. And uh, I'm super excited for this. So whatever city my dedicated 40 is in, I want to know so that we can come to your city and they, because they are filming a documentary of, uh, it's going to be five young black uh, comedians mentored by my dumbass as they learn how to do comedy and cross the country doing comedy shows. And I would love my dedicated 40 to be in the documentary. So let me know what cities you're in. Um, outside of my people in L.A. and New York, uh, yes, I got people in L.A. and New York. I even got a fan in Israel. That's dope. Shout out Israel in your one place. Stop being mean to uh, those other people. Uh, that, that, that shit's wild. But anyways, uh, let me not talk about shit I don't know. But um, I would love to know where you guys are all from, and I would love to uh, come out to your places. I know I got some people in Scarborough. I know I got some people in Kingston, Ontario. I know I got some people out in Vancouver. I know I got, of course, a few riders in Edmonton. But yeah, man, wherever you are, if I can make it happen where we could come to your city and do a show, I'd love to have you guys uh, be in this documentary because it's happening. This is no longer a is it going to happen thing. They've been given the grant money. And all we're waiting on is when the doors open up again and we begin with monthly shows in Edmonton where I help them build the material that they're going to use to do across the country. So we start out in Edmonton and we got to build 20 minute sets for all of them. And then I take them across the country, letting them do those 20 minute sets and seeing how well it stands up and how it evolves as well as what it takes to book a cross-country tour, to be a headliner. Because there's going to be good nights and bad nights, uh, especially with myself being the headliner and what lessons I could teach them. So I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, if we can put it together really well, I'm going to try and send this over to the people at the uh, uh, film production company. So we'll hopefully see, man. Frantic Films is uh, the company that um, you guys can look them up. Frantic Films, they do the... Winnipeg and Halifax Comedy Festival and uh, that's how they saw my stupid face so uh, hopefully we can make something happen there man so see what I mean when I say man you, you got unlimited attempts at bat and you only need one hit the only way you lose is if you stop swinging so keep swinging for the fences people um, I've been trying to find ways to keep myself uh, motivated and it's hard because I'm lazy I am a lazy piece of shit. Like, I gained 10 pounds. Uh, I'm up to 175 now. Uh, I had uh, I had, uh, had a few too many good nights of binge eating. And uh, I don't want to get back fat again. I like being uh, slim and sexy. The problem is I'm not working out for my health. 
I don't really care about my health as much as I care about looking sexy so I could bang girls out of my weight class. That's really the truth of it. You know how hard it is to do push-ups and imagine that if I finish these push-ups, the kind of girls I could bang? Like, that's the stupid shit that goes through my head. And it's just not enough motivation for me because I got two hands and a plan. And <laughs> if ever shit gets too rough, you know what I mean? God does for those who does for themselves is all I can say. And uh, I, I need, I need... I need a better motivator. I, I usually am motivated by competition. Like, I'm really good with competition. If you try to compete against me, um, that's usually what motivates me. But I'm 38 years old and nobody gives a fuck to, to, to really compete. There's nothing that we're really competing for because, like, before when you were competing, it was to win a prize and get to the final goal of, you know, becoming a professional something. Now it's like I'm just trying to fight diabetes. And uh, so it's hard to get people to really get out and uh, fuck with me on a workout tip. And especially somebody that I like. Because there's a lot of people. When I say I like, I mean someone that like I fucking kick it with on a regular basis. Uh, that I would enjoy working out with. Because I don't want no random human just being like, hey man, you want to you wanna work out with me? No, no I don't. I don't want to work out with you. I don't even want to answer your phone calls. In fact, I'm more, I'm less motivated to talk to you than I am to fucking work out. So no, no, sir, I do not want to work out with you. <laughs> so uh, don't offer your services to me. I will come to you if I want to work out with you. Um, but yeah, I wanna, I wanna get myself back into shape. And I realized I needed to work out again uh, when I was smoking weed. Uh, and watching, I swear to God, yo, I want you guys to watch this uh, episode with me because it's fucking hilarious. I was smoking weed and watching a Japanese anime based on a world where women removed all weapons and the only way you can fight is by using your words. And they created this so that women can take over the world. And so the only way to fight now is through rap battles. And so <laughs> this is a Japanese anime cartoon about people fighting each other using rap battles. And it's Japanese. It's all in Japanese. So they're rapping in Japanese. And the women who are ruling the world are um, concerned about a group of men who are rap battlers <laughs> because they're too good and they're worried that they will try to take over. <laughs> and if men rule the world, that weapons will come back. So they want to squash this tiny rebellion of male rap battlers by sending more male rap battlers <laughs> to beat them. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it's called, oh, let me find it. It, yo, please, let, let me, okay, I gotta tell you the site to go to, cause I want you guys to watch these cartoons with me, cause I'm a grown ass man and I watch cartoons. It's, okay, the site is thewatchcartoononline.tv, okay, so you type that into your browser, and it'll be like an orange and black backdrop, it'll say watch online, cart watch cartoon online. 
All right. That's the site. When you get to that site, go to subbed anime. Right. You clicked on subbed anime. And uh, the name of the cartoon is called Watch. Where is this? Where is it? Where is it? Where did I? Where did I? Oh, I lost it. Ah, hold on. I just had it. Where the hell? Where did that go? One second. I'm gonna find the name. The name of the anime is Hypnosis Mike Division Rap Battle. Hypnosis Mike Division Rap Battle. Find that on the watchcartoononline.tv site under the category subbed anime. It is an anime about Japanese rappers who fight each other using rap battles. Okay? If you ever wanted to smoke a joint to something, this is the fucking cartoon. Because, yo, honestly, Japanese culture is hilarious because uh, the men are very fluid in their gender. So you literally have, they're all straight, but you have a priest who is a rap battler. You also have a very young, effeminate boy who's a rap battler. You've got three brothers who are rap battlers. There's a guy who rap battles using tweets on his cell phone. There's another guy who's a military guy, and he rap battles like everybody, their profession that they have is what they use when they're battling as their microphone. So the military guy uses a walkie-talkie and he battles in his walkie-talkie. Um, the the guy that works on Wall Street who battles through tweets, he raps through his cell phone. Like his cell phone is it's fucking wild, man. Yo, somebody watch this fucking cartoon with me and write to me about your experience. Obviously, you got to be a fucking stoner to watch this jackass cartoon with me. But uh, watch along with me, man. I I was gonna I was gonna do videos of me watching this, but I was too high, and um, I'm still thinking about doing it because this is legit the most hilarious fucking perfect uh shit to watch. Uh, if you're into cartoons, even if you're not, just watch an episode and understand how fucked up it is in my brain. But it's called Hypnosis Mike division rap battle the website is the watch cartoon online tv by the way this site that i'm giving you is the best fucking site in the world to watch cartoons on because it doesn't only have anime but it's got every cartoon from the past and the present that you love so check it out you'll be surprised at the fucking ridiculous amount of cartoons on this shit uh, I'm talking every season of The Simpsons, American Dad, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers. I'm talking movies. Any movie you could think of that was animated is on here. Every Disney classic, everything. It's incre- It's amazing, and it's all streaming. You don't have to download shit. Um, I can't say enough about this site. I've been using this site for six years. I learned it from uh, my brother-in-law, who's uh, an avid nerd as uh, cartoon watcher. And uh, I'm a nerd cartoon watcher. Uh, you guys would be surprised how much cartoons I watch. Um, I don't like watching real TV that much. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think I watch TV for entertainment, and I watch cartoons to escape, and that's my entertainment. So that's why. Um, but anyways, 
check that shit out and uh, write to me. Uh, and for those who don't know, because uh, the podcast has not been written to, um, I th- I uh, the original email I had said is not the one I want you guys to write to. But not that you guys ever wrote to it. Okay, the podcast has an email. Okay, and I would love for you guys to write to me on it. And the email is the comedy reject at gmail.com the comedy reject at gmail.com write to me about anything you know what i'm saying you just want to say what's up you want to fucking show some love you want to talk about something that you want me to talk about on the podcast do you want to be on the podcast whatever the fuck man write to me that's that's what's weird about me i don't like phone calls like, don't take it personal if you call me and I ignore your, your phone call. I do not like phone calls. Um, but if you write to me, I will fucking love to write back. I love uh, pen pals. I've always wanted a pen pal. <laughs> now, don't, 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 don't be weird about it. Don't, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I have motherfuckers uh, write to me some shit that I don't even want to talk about. Uh, but you know what? Next time I get some weird shit like that, I'm going to talk about it. But yeah, if you wanna write to the podcast, the comedy reject at gmail.com, and I will uh I will always to my dedicated forty, I will always respond. So don't think if you write that it's gonna get lost in the junk mail, cause uh that email is empty as fuck. So <laughs> thank you guys so much um for uh to that one, my one dedicated uh, 40, first person to write to me. I'm so fucking happy. And not only did they write to me, but they want to do mushrooms. And you know what? Yeah, I'm going to fucking do mushrooms with you. All right? When you're listening to this, know that uh, I'm fucking so excited to do mushrooms with you and get fucked up. And you know what? When we do mushrooms, we should record a podcast and see what it sounds like and just see how that rides. But yeah, man. Um. There's a lot uh, that's not going on and a lot that should be going on. But I'm going to just keep uh, doing what I do and uh, following you guys up with all the crazy fun stuff that will be happening. Um, I'm going to get going because I done seasoned some chicken. And I want to I wanna eat. I'm going to throw it down in the kitchen. I made some rice. and I can cook. I told you guys that on the podcast before. If you don't know, I'm a fucking badass in the kitchen, and I made some rice and peas, and uh, I have some uh, chicken that's been marinating for the last two hours, and so it's game time for me to now uh, go in there and cook it, and I'm going to have some rice and peas and some seasoned chicken. I, I seasoned it like, you know, black people, Caribbean style. I washed the chicken first with vinegar and lime, and then after I washed the chicken down, I uh I uh use green seasoning. For those who don't know, green seasoning is a Caribbean uh mix of things like thyme, cilantro, parsley, and many other seasonings blended up into a pure way and you cover the chicken and meat in that and uh it's good for meat, fish and uh meat well beef, chicken and fish and you season it with that as your bottom layer. And then I go in. I tried something different that I've never tried before, and I want to see how it works. I love garlic salt on beef when it marinates in. So I tried throwing a little bit of garlic salt on the chicken 
with some Italian seasoning and uh, jerk sauce mixed with a barbecue sauce so that it kind of just makes it like a spicy barbecue. And I have it uh, sitting for three hours. After three hours, then I put it in uh, one of those. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like a convection oven is the best way to describe it, where it's kind of like the chicken comes out like it's fried, but you didn't use no oil to fry it. It's that. Uh, and I'll have that with some uh, rice and peas. And uh, so I'm looking forward to eating that. So uh, I'm going to uh, get out of here, turn on Afro Man because I got high, smoke a joint, and then get in the kitchen because I love cooking when I'm high. I don't know. Like I just pay better attention to detail because I'm so excited to eat that I want to do everything perfect to make sure that the food tastes amazing. Uh, and so... Um, you know, and when I'm sober, I just don't give a fuck. I just want to eat to stop being hungry. Uh, but I'm going to eat, and hopefully I work out tonight. I'll let you guys know if I do or don't. And, uh, again, shout out to uh, Matt Olix. This guy is so awesome that uh, he laughed at and listened to and laughed at the, uh, the last podcast when I had to produce it by myself. And the guy is such a fucking awesome human being that he uh, sent me a few programs so that I could uh, produce the podcast on my own. And he let me know that he's not going to be gone for four months, that he should be returning to producing the podcast sometime in mid to late January. Uh, so I'm just going to say February. I hope February we get Matt back. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, between time, you know what I'm saying, Keep banging. Keep swinging for the fences, people. If anything that you learn from this dumbass podcast, it's uh, keep your relationships to yourself, bite people in the face, and keep swinging for the fences. Because all you need is one connection to get the win. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. I'm out of here.